everybody. Welcome to episode 220 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film. I'm one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. I'm another host, Mr. Paul Robinson, and I'm very excited today because we have a guest, as promised. Um, finally, we made it. We made it work. <laughs> um, so I'm very excited. Um, please uh, introduce yourself. Tell us who you are and what you do. Hi there. Yes, uh, I'm Ben Richardson. I'm the writer and director of A Little Dead. It's a short film that's uh, been thankfully been able to go on the film festival circuit. And uh, aside from that, I do directing, writing, acting, you know. Nice. Everything. Everything. We feel that. You got, you, got a, you got a big hat rack. <laughs> we totally get that. That's right. <laughs> um, so I... I have like there there's there's just a, a, a cacophony of chaos going on in my brain. So I can never remember where I see things. I think I saw this on Short of the Week. Was no, it? No, I don't there? think we've been there yet. If it's been on there, then I need to look that up. It was I, I found this via some I saw this somewhere. I don't remember how I saw this, but I came across it. And um I have to say that, like, you know, we we tend to be uh, very uh, transparent on how we feel about things and fest and stuff when we go. And, you know, we've been doing this for a while. And oftentimes um, it, it one of our big pet peeves is that we'll watch a film and it looks awful. And at the end of it, it's like filmed on a red. And we're like, for what? <laughs> Why? It did, it, I mean, nothing. It, it did no good things. You know, I mean, it, the lighting was terrible or it was blown out or you didn't actually like the scene and you didn't use the right lenses. So you could have just used a DSLR if you were going to do that because it didn't make a difference. This film looked beautiful. Like I, I re like shout, I don't know what you guys filmed on. We didn't look it up. If you did say uh, shout out to the DP, to your colorist. I mean, it looked it was it's probably the best looking short film that i've seen when we go to fest like quality wise the picture was really beautiful i mean you had a nice location too so that always helps yeah um but just um the grading was really nice even the, like the indoor lighting sometimes you'll get one or the other it's like oh we got well we filmed in magic hour which is yeah, like well yeah. the earth kind of did some of that work for you a little yeah. bit um and then you get into the interior shots and you're like well this wasn't lit very well um, everything was just really consistent and I could absolutely, let's just say I've seen stuff on Amazon and stuff that features that did not look as pretty. So, I mean, kudos for that. Yeah. It's, I'm wow. such a yeah, the prissy person design, to impress we were really, when it comes yeah, to that. It, we were really blown away by that. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Tell us like how, I mean, how did you get this location? First of all? Well, for one, thank you for that high praise. <laughs> Honestly, I really, really appreciate when people are honest, um, as long as it's constructive, you know, yes. not like, so this was a hot piece of crap. Like, <laughs> well, great. Why was it a hot piece of crap for you? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, but if you guys are constructive, then, you know, I, I love that honesty, but to have that sort of honesty and then have that sort of praise, like, that's just, wow. Um, no, my, my DP was obviously amazing. Uh, it's so funny that you you mentioned that about the reds and stuff because I've done the same thing where I'm like, well, why'd you use a red or why'd you use an Ari? Yeah, uh, like you could have used like your iPhone. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm not dissing people that shoot films with their iPhone. Now I am. <laughs> 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 Somebody just turned this off. Like this Absolutely guy. not. I yeah. don't like this guy. Um, but no, so I, I the the um, the location was in Cashin, Oklahoma. It's in the middle of nowhere. Mm 
Um, but my producer said, hey, I think we should go look at this, this location. I think it would fit really, really well for the narrative. So I went out there and I ended up having to rewrite part of the, the script to fit the new location. But it was obviously it was just brilliant. Right. Um, he let us do whatever we want. We rearranged the entire place from top to bottom. He was so accommodating. Uh, it really had historical value. It was a hundred year old farm that had been in the family. And so he's this, this older gentleman. Uh, he had just started letting films use it. It's called Prairie Rose Farms. Hmm. And uh, so it was, obviously that did part of the work. But like you said, if you don't know how to use the camera, you don't have the right lenses, you don't light it correctly, then sometimes you're going to just kind of miss the boat on quality. So we did use um, Orion anamorphic lenses. And um, this was my first time getting to use anamorphics. And my DP was really quite upset with me when he when he hears this (laughs) or sees this, he's going to be like, he'll be like, yes, yes. Thank you, Ben, for validating me. He's like, we really got to showcase them, Ben. We got (laughs) to showcase them. And I was like, no, I just I just want us to tell the narrative in a really creative way. And so the way we did that is obviously we had this this crazy, I think it ended up being 3.5 to 1 aspect ratio. It was like this Ben-Hur chariot race aspect (laughs) ratio. (laughs) Uh, And I said, that's how I want to set it apart. But, you know, he wanted, he's like, but we can get the most beautiful bokeh, Ben. Um, (laughs) And I was like, if you hang up Christmas lights in the background of my scene, I swear, (laughs) rip them down. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so uh but no he knew how to light uh our gaffer eric kurtz was was wonderful as well they worked really really well together um and andrew smith who was my dp he is really collaborative so you know it, it's one of those things where there's that symbiotic you know meeting of the minds where sometimes i know there's some directors that don't allow their dps to do anything creative and then on the opposite end of that spectrum i've had some some directors that are like all right like do your thing mm-hmm. yeah and then, so I kind of meet in the middle there. I go, hey, I had some really great ideas. This is something I wanted to do. And he's like, oh, I had some great ideas. And so we really and truly made the shot list together. And then we went in you know, to the scout and said, this is what we want. This is what we're going to do. And really kind of made sure that the lighting, that the, that the, the shots were going to be just as, hopefully as close as what we saw to the end. So for, fortunately, we did it in prep and not in post on, on a lot of that. Uh, and then, of course, our color grade, uh, our colorist, uh, Ariana, uh, Shining Star, she is amazing. Um, I had not, I knew she had done some incredibly large things, uh, some big projects. She's been to Sundance and South by Southwest. And um, we were just incredibly fortunate to have her on the project, especially for a short film. Yeah. Yeah. How How long did it take to shoot this? Two days. Nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. like just before we get off the cinematography thing, you know, people often like to uh, put so much weight of the cinematography on the camera or the lenses. You know, we love that stuff because we're gearheads, right? We like to kind of like, oh, would you shoot on what lenses you use? It's just fun to 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 learn that stuff and, and what things are possible. You know, what what ki- type of quality is possible out of what, you know, devices and but the 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 set design the composition the all that stuff is just as important as where you're putting the lights right Mm -hmm. and and even the performances to a certain degree um because it lends that believability to to finishing out that scene and so um 
I know you had mentioned earlier how you were like taking the house apart and re moving things around. And, uh, you know, that that is um, kind of like a huge factor in, in, in building out any any shot. And so, um, yeah, I just kind of wanted to, to to note that because that stuff read really well on camera, the way everything was kind of um, um, framed out and, 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 and all that stuff. So, yeah. Thank you. And yeah, I'm dying to use those Orions, too. So that's good to know. <laughs> Well, he actually just he he liked them so much that he actually just bought a set. So he yeah. owns the whole set. <laughs> I was like, man, well, we'll have to shoot on them again, I guess. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> oh darn! Oh darn! We'll have to use those again. Um, you know, it's it's funny that our past couple of guests that we've had that are like more on the in indie level with us, we've had we found we've had a lot in common. There was a while where you know we would interview people and we'd go like. Oh, what was your budget? And they're like, Oh, we only had like seventy thousand dollars. And we're like, Oh no, what? How did you yeah. ever get that done? Like, you know, we yeah. were we're like, I can make five films for seventy thousand dollars. Like, um, but you know, a couple of people we've been talking to now, it's that you know, same thing. Like, we filmed this over a couple of weekends or a couple of days. We're very much like that. Where, um, you know, I, I understand that sometimes it has to be done, but I don't like breaking shoots up if I don't have to there's just this momentum also as an actor there's the inconsistency somebody gets a zit somebody's well, something happens and now it's like well now that's inconsistent and that drives me crazy and it's hard if you're playing especially a you know a darker character or an intense character to keep having to turn that on and off throughout two months you know and and, and get that right so I I think I love that you did shoot it over two days and um you didn't say that it took you two years to film this because we've gotten that too. And I'm like, what took two years? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, you know? um, and uh, yeah, I, I think that um, I'm trying to think, you know what? The, I'll, we'll keep talking and I'll try to think of the movie that I thought of um, when when I saw this that it reminded me of. I digress. Um, you but, know, I mean, speaking about the two day thing, though, it, it was a 12 page script. So, I mean, six pages per day is not egregious, mm -hmm. you know, right. I mean, uh, I think for certain directors are like, oh my God, they did six pages, <laughs> I can only do one, you know, I, I don't yeah. know. Um, but I've also been on some like lifetime shoots where they're, they're shooting nine, 10 pages a day. And I'm like, this is nuts. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when I was kind of like, well, this is somewhere in the middle, um, you know, what you don't account for is uh, the things that go wrong. So we love know, to talk probably, about that. <laughs> yeah, we, you know, we should have probably had a third day when it was all said and done. But had had the world gone that way it was supposed to, you know, I, I don't know. You said you get these people on here that are like seventy thousand dollars. And, you know, we didn't shoot with seventy thousand dollars. know, But uh, yeah, hopefully the, the two days I didn't think it was crazy when I was setting out to do it. So. <laughs> yeah. So what uh, if you will, what trials and tribulations did you come across because there's always something that happens that uh that we're what, unprepared what, for what learning experience yes, we, we don't like say mistakes call, that's a learning experience <laughs> yeah. um, we're, we're failing forward <laughs> yeah. yeah i like that yeah. <laughs> uh, when i trip over the rock and i get a, a knot on my head i failed forward yes um no there were there were several um so i can tell this story now because it's over but um <laughs> So the DP, he, I had the original, uh, so Mike McDonald, who is the produ producer, uh, he came to me with this original story and said, with the original story and said, hey, you know, would you consider directing this? And long story short, I said, hey, I, 
I think it has some decent bones, but I really would like to make it my own. I'd like to rewrite it completely. I'd like to do this. And he said, sure, go for it. And so I rewrote it to be based on true events. And um, so that changed everything. And so when I did that, I went to Andrew Smith, who's the, who's the DP. And I've always wanted to work with him. And I've worked with him as a producer in some different ways. I said, hey, I want you to shoot this. And he reads it and he goes, so I think there's a lot that works. There's a few things that don't work. Um, I'd say that right now the script is a six. And I was like, ouch. Um, <laughs> He goes, if it becomes an eight, nine, or 10, I, I would do it. But he's like, right now in its current state, I, I just don't know if I want to do it. And I was like, wow, I really appreciate your honesty. Um, you know, I'll get another draft out. Well, I was, I was actually helping produce two different features at the time. And I told Mike, the producer, I said, he's on board, man. <laughs> hire, hire the rest of the crew. We're going. And so he, you know, he's like, all right, let's go. So he starts hiring the crew. He's like, oh, we got Andrew Smith. He's DPing, Ben's directing, all this stuff, unbeknownst to Andrew. Like, he didn't know that I had told the producer that he was on board. So um, <laughs> so he gets he gets wind of this, and he's like, hey, Ben, uh, do you want to explain why I'm on board? I'm like, oh, are you? Oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> Where did they get that from? I don't know, man. So I stayed up uh, that night. I, I ended up rewriting the entire script. Uh, it, I was like four or five in the morning, sent it to him. And uh, he's like, dude, this is this is a nine. I'm in. I was like, whoo. <laughs> um, so that was a trial and a tribulation. It was to make sure that that happened. We lost our gaffer the night before, mm -hmm. uh, the one that had gone on the scout with us. So he yeah. ended up taking another gig. And uh, so we ended up getting Eric Kurtz, who ended up saving the day with, with being our gaffer. Um, so that happened beforehand. And then during, um, we learned that there was going to be a snowstorm coming in. Sweet. And so, yeah. <laughs> and so we're obviously, we're about an hour north of, the, of anything. So we're in the middle of nowhere. We're in the country. We're on this legitimate farm. And we decide, well, we have to switch the two days. Every exterior we have has to be the first day now. So we switched up the we switched up the schedule, got all of our exteriors. Day two, four inches of snow. We lost about 20% of our crew. They just couldn't show up. They either didn't feel safe, got stuck, something. So that slowed us down. And then uh, my first AC uh, accidentally broke the cord that goes from the viewfinder of the Ari oh. to the control panel. So we couldn't push record. Oh, wow. So... And it was at about 11 at night. And so um, the rental house is closed. I tried calling them, their emergency line, they're not answering. So we're, we're literally just dead in the water, just killing time. And so we end up getting on the horn. My first AD, Jordan Wilson, she ends up calling a different rental house. And uh, shout out to, to Five Penny Pictures. They answered at 11 at night and drove two and a half hours uh, round trip to give us a cord, didn't charge us, Wow. And, and got us going again. We ended up having to cut a lot of shots. Mm. And that's where Andrew and I really had to get creative. We're like, okay, well, we just lost two and a half hours mm. of a two-day shoot. And so I can't remember how many shots we ended up having to kill. But we ended up merging several. But it, what it did is it created in the moment, like, okay, well, let's get, let's combine these three shots. Let's get movement here. Because I love movement. Mm -hmm. For this story, I think it told the right, you know, like, okay, let's have sticks here. I want it to be, I want it to feel a little longer. 
or no, I really want the movement there. So I felt like it, it aided in that a little bit because mm-hmm. we were kind of forced to. Yeah. Um, and then when everybody was leaving, a lot of that snow had turned to ice. And uh, uh, everybody got out except for the DP. And so oh, we ended no. up staying there. And the owner, myself, the DP, and his brother, who was the first AC, were trying to push out his car. And at the end of the day, we sacrificed a sandbag. And got us out of there. <laughs> Rest in peace, sandbag yeah. in Cash in Oklahoma. <laughs> wow, I mean that's that's, that's really amazing. Also to 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 have an ally like that, uh, you know, come save you. I we would have nothing. We would have been like, that's it. Yeah. That's a wrap. We got nobody. So <laughs> it's great that they were able to come do that. I mean, but yeah, there's there's those little things that happen that you're just like, well, what? I mean, like we. We went through this on one of our shoots where we were going to be working with a focus puller, which we normally don't have. You know, usually he's pulling focus and and he's the DP, which is why everything takes so long to do. But uh, we were like, we're going to get a focus puller. And we wanted to do a test run with them because, you know, do you gel with this person? Like, is this going to work out? And we did a test run here and it wasn't working like his focus puller wasn't working. And he kept going like it'll be fine. Like it's, this has happened before. Like, it'll be fine. And I was like, absolutely not. Like there's just, there's no way that I feel comfortable with that. If this has already happened, we're not even on set, you know, I mean, you need to get different gear if this is like not the first time that this has happened. And that scared the crap out of me. Um, So I, I can only, that's like such a big fear of mine is like some wire breaks or something happens and it's like, what do you do? Um, but yeah, you have to, you know, you, you have to work around that. Um, he switched out an SD card once and we lost all of the footage and he filmed over it. Yeah. So, so yeah. Did that one once. Very important to mark those cards. Yeah. We learned that. Talk about falling forward. Like, I think we fell through the planet and came back yeah. around, like in that moment when I saw his face and he just went and I was like, what? And I had the flu. So I was acting in this scene. So, you know, you just want to be done. Like, I was just like, we're getting to the next scene. And he was like, you know, I think I just recorded over all of last night's stuff. And I was like, the what? (laughs) So with a fever, you know, and like having to read, like now work around that refill. I mean, it happens, though. But I'll tell you what, he never made that mistake again. Yeah. I can tell he loves reliving it right now. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> my skin crawls still. But it's it's oh, always man, interesting imagine. to watch like when it's time to like change the cards, and it, you know he's like, everyone stop what you're doing, don't talk to me, <laughs> no one breathe near me, yeah. and like he's just very focused. Like I'm taking this card out, I'm putting this in here, and that's going over there. Plus, you just buy bigger a... bigger capacity yes. cards, so then you, yeah. Well, this was can, way uh, in the beginning when like you know affording to buy new SD cards or you know it was yeah. like. It was a, a struggle, but um, I love that you guys just like worked around that because you had to, you know, instead of just going like, well, we'll just have to shoot this all another time of it because, yeah, like time is money. Like we've got to get this done. Yeah. I do know the name of the film. It was Brian Bertino's The Dark and the Wicked. Um, it was. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, like because yeah. they're on a farm. And yeah. when I first saw That's it, that right. reminded me. Of that movie, I don't know if you saw it. Mm, um, it's it's it was really really we we had actually reviewed that movie and um, it just had such a cool feel to it. Also, like the scene when she's at the kitchen, remember? 
She's at the kitchen sink. Um, and there's a scene where like that lighting is kind of similar, like the lights coming from over here. And, you know, so it, it absolutely reminded me of, of that. It had that same like tone to it. And, um, it's just, just really, really well done. And, and, um, have what, what else I haven't looked into your, your other films. Have you made other films? Do you want to make features like, uh, yes <laughs> yes and yes, yes let's and do yes. that um yeah no uh actually a little dead is my fourth film uh short film mm-hmm. uh i did i started out as just an actor about mm, i guess 11 years ago uh, this month or last month and then uh i wasn't really getting cast in the stuff that i thought i should be able to as i feel a lot of of new actors feel like, oh, I should be, you know, the lead, you know, I've been doing this for a week. Uh, <laughs> why am I not Brad Pitt? What's going on? Um, and so I, I started writing and I, you know, I went, I went to school for journalism. And so I kind of applied that to, to creative writing and uh, developed some scripts. And I said, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to direct one and, uh, and cast myself. And, and because of that, I will, I will, I will then arrive. And, uh, <laughs> so I wrote uh, and directed Repercussion, which was my first film. I'll be honest, I, I didn't really know a lot of what I was doing. You talked about like, oh, like the set design of this one and that. Like I, I literally, the person I hired as a production designer, I said, just go do your thing. Yeah. Like, I don't know what you're going to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I literally, I remember saying, I was like, well, is art really important in her eyes? You know, lit yeah. up, and she actually took me aside, and she's like, "Art is important because," and then I, she ended up telling me why, and it was this really great lesson. Though, like, I'm like, "Oh, I really, if I'm going to be the director, I I need to care about each of these elements." Mm-hmm. So it was a huge learning experience. Um, you know, I look back at it; it's 20 minutes long. It's pretty long for a short film, and I, you know, at the time, I was like, "Oh my god, I can't make it one second shorter." Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and now I'm like, dude, I think I could cut 25% more out of that right. sucker and, and still not be in love with it. But um, but it did. It opened up some doors for me as a filmmaker and as an actor. But what it did is I said, I'm never going to make a film again for that reason. Like I made it for the wrong reasons. It's a fun story, but it it's not what I like to do. Mm-hmm. I like to have a message with my stories, not to beat you over the head, but to say, I don't even care if you get my message. I just want you to know it came from a place of a message of some passion yeah so uh the second one i did was called preservation it was about like a home break-in took a long time to get made uh and to get finished like you guys talked about like it stayed in post-production hell for mm. you know like three years um and then i made one called the fisherman which was filmed half in mexico half in uh, america uh back when uh we had a different president we were talking about making a wall mm. and there was some very charged feelings one way or the other and yeah. so my friend who, you know, lived in Mexico said, I really want to make a film on this. What should we do? And I said, yeah, let's make a film. But instead of picking any side and being like, oh, well, I hate this or I'm mad at that. Let's just uplift both cultures. Let's mm-hmm. just uplift. So there's no negatives. You can't look at this and go, Americans are terrible or Mexicans are terrible or like just uplift both. And so I really I was really proud of what that ended up doing. And again, the message behind it. And mm-hmm. so. And then a little dead. And so I just try to keep growing, you know, in story, keep keep growing in quality. And, uh, you know, that's the goal is to just be a little bit better in one way or another from your last project. And so 
Hopefully the next step is to jump to features. So that is that is the goal. Uh, I'd love to turn a little dead into a feature. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, obviously utilizing this short as a, as a proof of concept to explore that universe. And hopefully folks are excited to see that and some of the other stories that I've written as well. So, you know, we'll see. Nice. How has it, um, did you submit to a, a lot of festivals or? Yeah, we, we did. We submitted to quite a few festivals for a little dead. Uh, we've had quite a good response. We actually uh, announced yesterday that we got into Rhode Island International Film Festival. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Uh, so we're really excited about that. I uh, wasn't able to go to the to the the main festival here this past month. So uh, they are letting me uh, be in their sidecar horror festival as well. So that's really nice of them. And so we're we're looking forward to to being a part of that. But being being an official selection there, and it dances with films in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And then at Dead Center, which is an Oscar qualifying one as well. Uh, it's just, it's really been, you know, a really great experience. So hopefully there's some more coming up too. We'll see. Have you been to um, any of the festivals? Yeah, uh, I uh, went to Los Angeles for Dances with Films. That was a, an incredible experience. Uh, everybody over there has been just so, so accommodating. And then we showed, uh, we screened in the, the Chinese theater and in theater one at that, which they told us, you know, they got up there and did the whole thing. They're like, hey, Christopher Nolan tests all his films in this exact theater. <laughs> and you're like, well, heck, like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> if it's good enough for Chris Nolan, I, I guess it's good enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll, slum, we'll slum to Chris yeah. Nolan's level. It's fine. We'll slow. I was like, where does he sit? I'll pick that chair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, that's cool. Yeah, because yeah. we're, we're getting back into the same thing of going to festivals and we're excited about meeting other filmmakers and, and uh, the festival runners themselves and stuff. And so, you know, um, COVID really locked us all down and everything was virtual for a while, but I feel like hopefully, you know, we can start going back and back out and, and meeting people, even if it's just eyes to eyes instead of face to face, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I mean, it, it, it is different, you know, to, to, I mean, it's, it's gratifying if it goes well and also terrifying to, have some, a live audience watch something that, that you've done. And um, we just talked about this last week about how I I like to write dramatic stuff. I like thrillers and, and, and drama. And as an actor, I like being in dramas and thrillers. But for some reason, everything that does well is like the improv comedies that we film. And I'm like, how did this happen? Like, this isn't my niche. It's not where I want to be, yeah. but it's somehow where and I it's am. It's usually something that we'll just do one weekend and we'll say, hey, let's shoot a thing. Okay, and yeah, then we'll throw it together. I have an outline, no script. I'll figure it out. I'll just improv it as we go. And it, it does well. And it's just like, I mean, I'm grateful <laughs> you know, that we're in fest and we're doing well, but it's just so ironic. And, and so the types of films that you've made not following a specific theme, I think is interesting because I'm kind of the same way. Like I don't consider myself a strong comedic writer, but I've written comedies. I've written thrillers. I've, you know, written stuff that was uh, kind of horror-esque, you know, and you just kind of feel your way through it. Um, and I love, I love, uh, you know, filmmakers that have themes, obviously, you know, a, a, a um, Ari Aster and, and, you know, Jordan Peele's that, they kind of stick to that. But I also love when people just kind of go all over the place and write different things. You know, when you, you've you got like uh, Martin Scorsese writing these type like Raging Bull and Goodfellas, and then he just goes Shutter Island one day, and you're like, where did this come from? You know, like, yeah. and I love that movie. People hate that movie, but I think it was amazing. And, you know, it's, 
I love just kind of testing those waters. I just want to do something different after doing the same thing, you know, and, and, yeah. and I think that's important. Sometimes it's not an interest of, of a director and they just want to do what they do. And I get that. But um, do you have a preference theme wise, I guess, in your writing? If you had your way, would you stick to something or would you like to change that up? So I, I, I agree with you. I, I think that it's nice when people explore. Um, I think that a lot of people try to put people in a box, though. So I think that, that it's two, twofold. I do enjoy um, thriller suspense movies like, you know, classic Alfred Hitchcock, um, Rod Sterling, the original Twilight Zone, you know, where it's, you know, these, these amazing original stories that are causing genuine suspense. Uh, you know, there didn't have to be all these ploys and all this, you know, CGI mm -hmm. and, you know, these, these, these tropes that I think are overused now, but that is exhilarating. And I do love that. But at the same time, I don't want to be just stuck in that box for my career, you know, which is one of the reasons, you know, I did make The Fisherman. It is, it's, you know, full on drama. There's definitely no suspense in it. You know, it's about about this this guy that you know he's going to go to Mexico to find his dad and it's drama it's it's definitely not suspense but you know little dead is obviously horror suspense thriller mm -hmm. uh repercussion was a horror suspense thriller preservation was a horror suspense thriller um and obviously the you know the the feature will be a, a horror suspense thriller of a little dead as well but i don't want to be put in that box i have other stories to tell you know and i think that it is doing a disservice to the artist, to the writer, to the director, to only expect that and not let them grow like a Martin Scorsese. You know, if Jordan Peele wants to make horror films for the rest of his life and he wants to be that Alfred Hitchcock, you know, this is all I do. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah. And that's amazing. But personally, yeah, I, I have other stories to tell. And hopefully, um, hopefully that this genre will open up kind of like a Jim Carrey you know, where he started in one genre and then he opened up and blew us all away with the Truman Show, right? And you're like, oh, man, this guy can act, mm -hmm. um, you know, and just, you know, was was amazing. And then he had several serious roles after that. So, yeah, hopefully we can enlarge that. I would love to, to look at several different genres, including comedy and, and action and Mm -hmm. suspense thriller family drama all those uh, yeah it's life we live and we're right. yeah. in a box <laughs> yeah yeah i forgot who said it but it was like the 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 sentiment of the notion was that you spend your entire career trying to break into hollywood because you're really good at this niche and then you spend the rest of your career after that trying to break out of that box yeah i think that's true yeah <laughs> do you have a preference now having been an actor and a director is there something oh, yeah. that you prefer to do? That's a great question. So, you know, I used to be hands down actor through and through. Um, I'll be really honest. And this isn't a diss to the other actors out there because there's a lot of them and I need them. But like, <laughs> uh, They can be quite, um, they're filled with vanity. Let's just put it that way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, oh, is that my good side? Like, I don't care if it's your good side, dude. Like, I need the shot, you know? <laughs> Um, you know, so it, I, I find that I don't sometimes relate to certain actors, you know, when I'm on set and I am acting, it seems like the conversation seems to always be about similar things. But when you're with a director, with you're talking with someone else, now we're talking about story and we're talking about composition and we're talking about all these, these enriching things. So I definitely, I really went from like 
100% actor and the needle definitely spun uh, over. Now, I don't know if I'm like, oh, I'm full director. Like, I kind of feel balanced now. I do really enjoy acting, but I do really enjoy directing too. So it's, you know, it's really tough, you know, and I'm trying to identify like, is it the last 11 year investment that I'm kind of, you know, struggling with that I'm like, no, I've been an actor for 11 years. I can't, I can't forsake that. Mm. Or, you know, am I allowed to, to like, both things am i allowed to have a passion for both things and talking about labels it's been it's been a little bit difficult because the switch has been people were thinking of me for roles for the past several years and i've been able to do that and now they're like oh yeah like hey do you recommend this happened i'm not going to call out anyone but they said oh do you recommend any actor we're looking for somebody in his early 30s caucasian (laughs) strong actor like do you know anyone and i'm like (laughs) <laughs> but you know i didn't want to be that guy so i was like i could get used to names yeah. <laughs> um but it's just your name eight times a <laughs> different spellings yeah yeah. They messed it up. yeah i mean you know that we've gone into this a lot and there's there's certainly there's no shortage of of egos in this business all around um and it's interesting that you are as involved as you are cinematography wise because I've spoken to directors that are far more uh, uh, famous if you will or successful and and prolific in their work than we are that don't have any idea of what happens as you said there's a director that says I want to be part of this process with you and then there's a director that says just go do your thing and um, because we've been forced because we produce and direct and and edit everything ourselves we've been forced to wear all those hats so we can sympathize with everybody on set i as an actor i know what you're going through as an actor as a director you know all of that and you it 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 opens the lines of communications to just sort of respectfully have conversations with everybody and know how to converse with them properly um but i've always been sort of baffled by directors that don't have any knowledge of camera work or lenses and there's there's a a, a, there's no shortage of them that are just like i want to stand here and direct and we've made this joke before that it's just like you know if you want credit just become the director right everyone's like oh they directed this and it's just like meanwhile you're like hey what are you filming on i don't know you don't know what we're filming on like all right never mind like you know uh, and I think that's super important, you know, being able to discuss aspect ratios with your cinematographer and actually know what that means and what that's going to get you and not just going like when it was a Kevin Smith that was like, uh, here. Yeah. What like, lens do you want? This one? <laughs> this one, you know, which I appreciate his honesty because, you know, he doesn't come off as as a person that has a big ego about being a director, but mm-hmm. um, which is great. But there, when you have that ego and you're also going like this and not able to actually say what lens you want used uh is is kind of ironic and that's um that was also why we you know meet up with people before we work with them because i don't have time for egos on set you know like there's just no time from that from anybody i don't care um it's like very much working together and as we've said before constructive criticism i don't expect everybody to love what i write or what, or, or my performances, but can you tell me what didn't work for you? What did not resonate for you? 
um, just saying, I didn't get the story. Okay, but what didn't you, did you not get it from beginning to end? Was there something that lost you? Do you just not like this genre? Like someone being like, I don't generally like thrillers or dramas. Well, then, I mean, th this didn't work from you from the jump. You know, <laughs> like you were already in yeah. a, a certain mindset that wasn't going to allow you to actually watch this film and enjoy it. But if enough people are saying to me, that scene was weird, I guess. There was something about that scene. And it's like, maybe that scene was weird because everybody that's watched that has said that scene was weird. I can't take offense to that. Maybe that scene didn't need to be there. Um, but just saying, like, your movie sucked. Cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll work on that. Thank you. I mean, you talked about egos. I mean, it's it's to me, that's what will make or break a working relationship and sometimes a film. I mean, it's such a collaborative medium, right? And mm -hmm. yes, and I've seen it before. There's the directors that get up there and I did everything and it's my movie and me, me, me. And I'm like, right, well, unless you did everything, I'm pretty sure there was somebody else. Um, you know, not getting credit, credit where it's due, for one, just bothers me. But for two, just having that humility, that'll help you grow. Like you mentioned being able to, uh, you know, look at somebody going, well, there's something weird about this scene. It, it takes that little sting inside going, oh, they don't like it. Yeah. But going, well, why don't they like it to make it better? Um, and there's, uh, there's a friend of mine, a colleague of mine, she is putting together a web series and she had me do that very thing. It was several people, but I was one of, of a group that was testing it out. And unfortunately, we kind of, we kind of ripped it apart a little bit. And I was actually reviewing that just before I got on here. And she and uh, her and her director, the producer, they, they worked so hard on implementing those notes. And it's so much better. Mm -hmm. It's just so improved. And if you didn't have humility, if you can go, hey, well, this scene is, is poor because of X, then and go, no, 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 it's great. It's beautiful. It's perfect. Then you're, it's not going to get better. So to me, it goes both ways. You need the people that are able to give constructive criticism and give like, well, this is a weird scene. Well, can you break that down? Why is it mm -hmm. weird? And then those are the people that I'm sure can't. And then there's right. the people that are like, well, it's weird for me because of X. And then on the flip side, being able to listen to that feedback mm -hmm. and implement it. And to me, it's it's a two-way street. Yeah, 100%. And it's it's really kind of like, it's it's more of a delicate balance that I think people really give credit to it for being that sentence structure um, but uh what but uh you know because you have to you you know we're very open with you know we're very collaborative with each other obviously because we're still married and um <laughs> and and people that we work with you know because i i honestly feel like if we bring a dp on that dp is going to be a better, better dp than i am so why am i not utilizing hopefully right what That's that what you dp want. Uh, can can do and but at the same time there 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 has to be a decision made at some point about something and then so whether that's going to be you as the director or if it's going to be the DP or an actor or a gaffer, whoever's making the decision, it has to be made. And then you have to implement that decision. So you kind of you have to be able to make that choice that this is what we're doing. Let's move forward, even if it's not your decision. Um, but then you also have to be open and flexible to feedback that's coming in. So this, it's a it's quite a, a balancing act because you have to be. Uh, steadfast in your vision or whatever but then you also have to be open to, to seeing how this can improve that vision as well and moving forward so um, I applaud people that that can do that it takes quite a balance yeah, yeah. I, I think it takes a special kind of person and to me that's that's in my opinion what sets apart 
true directors, successful directors, or directors that I want to work with as an actor uh, or collaborate with as, you know, as a producer or what have you, as a writer, and the ones that I don't, you know, it's, you know, are they able to, in the heat of the moment, be that leader and say, yeah, we're going to do this, even if it's not our, their idea, and A, give credit and, and assess that in the moment. And, uh, you know, there's some people that can do it and there's some people that can't. And it, yeah, it's just such a balancing act. It's hard, you know, yeah. it really is. It's tough. Yeah. And it's because it's, you think about it from an outside perspective and it's kind of really puts it into focus, right? It's like, chances are, if it's us anyway, we're paying you less than you're worth because we just are broke as hell. But there's something we're about the story. We're just not as yeah, much yeah. as we'd like to. But there's something about the story that resonates with you that you want to be involved in. And so when somebody can, when you can go to someone and say, hey, this is what I can pay you or, or whatever the situation is regarding that. But then they come to the table with ideas and they're invested into this, what you're doing. That's really kind of an amazing thing because this isn't their thing. You know, they're just the hired gun and you know, for them to take the initiative to want to uh, impart any of their experience or knowledge into something is really kind of like a special thing. And and granted, it may not work for the bigger picture sometimes, um, because as the writer or the director, you're you're kind of sitting with that and you know exactly what what would work and what wouldn't work in any kind of scenario. Um, but just the fact that people would do that, I think, is is kind of like you know, it's really kind of inspiring. Like for me, anyway, it's inspiring because just like, wow, this person that is just there to capture great audio for us, it really is invested and wants to do what he can to help improve that film, and that's kind of like a, a special thing. And I, I feel like it's just a, such a shame when people are so hard headed about things and they're just like, no, nope, this is what we're doing. I mean, if you do that, you might miss out on something really mm -hmm. incredible. I mean, there's the. Um... So something that happened is I had I had a composer that I wanted to use for a little dead and my editor Paul Mazia and he also did sound design work which you know he did incredible but he said hey I've got this guy he really wants to compose a little dead and I said oh I already have a guy in mind but you know thank you and he goes well no this guy really wants to do it I was <laughs> like, like he's at the right, front well, door me... right now <laughs> <laughs> he's here um, kind of. Kind of. Um, so he's like, I was like, well, let me let me hear what he's done. You know, he's like, he's never scored a film before. I'm like, oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Have him call my people. Um, I don't have people. So he's like, <laughs> have him call my other ear. <laughs> yeah. Come on. My other. Uh, um, so he said, you know, like, let me let me talk to him. So he talked to him. He comes back. We, we talk a few days later and he goes, all right, Ben, here's here's the deal. Uh, his name is Brandon Blanchard, and he says uh, he goes he he he's so invested. He saw a rough cut at my house when I was editing a little dead. He said he's so invested. He like lo he loves the story so much. He's willing to compose the film for free, in, in until you hire him. So if you don't hire him, you owe him nothing. But if you like the score, then hire him and pay him what you were going to pay the other guy. And I looked at him. I go, that's crazy. Mm. That's that's ludicrous. He goes, no, that's how much he wants to do this. I said, well, if he wants to score a film for free and I might not use it, that's up to him. I can't stop him. But like, I don't feel like that's very intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he goes, all right, I'll tell him. So he scores the whole thing. And it's, it's brilliant. I mean, it's the score, you know, uh, a large amount of it is the, the part, you know, that what we used in the actual film. 
and I heard it and it's, it's obviously, it's amazing. And I'm like, holy crap, like I got to use this guy. And, uh, it just turned out he got the story. He, he got that vision. Mm -hmm. And if I wouldn't have been open, if I'd been, no, this is the guy, this is the guy over (laughs) here. You know, I wouldn't have been open to this. I would have been missing out on one of them. I mean, now he's already scored. He's scored, I think, an additional three or four films just since then. Like he's, you know, just boom, he's arrived and he's so talented. I mean, it makes it makes complete sense why that happened. Mm -hmm. But, you know, even sitting down with him, he was like, I was like, hey, so, you know, tell me what your vision is for this. He's like, well, I think it's really intimate. He's like, I really, I really don't think it should be over four instruments. And I literally (laughs) had a note that said, I don't want more than four instruments. And I like looked at that and looked up at him and I go, what? <laughs> and it was just this incredible, yeah. you know, meeting of the minds and and obviously it worked out and he's like there is going to be a fifth instrument. Tell me what you think of this. It's actually just melodic noises that we will get from foley from the house. And I was like and it, I mean if you if you watch the film again and you're listening for that like those weird melodic creeps and creaks mm. and shuts of the door and stuff He's put them all throughout the the movie in music and in and, and these things and it's the fifth instrument and I was like wow I'm like I would have never thought about that so he elevated the movie mm-hmm. beyond even what my vision was and again that would have never happened so you have to let those happy accidents happen and allow like you said these people with this vision to yeah. buy in and be a part yeah yeah that's is, awesome is there um is there anything uh, like that you're hope i mean so you wanted to to potentially make this a feature um is that what you're working on next or so i have a different feature that i co-wrote called crybaby bridge that i'm set to also act in uh we're hopefully going to get green lit for that and then and hopefully in the next few weeks and then uh, shoot it before the end of the year beginning of next year Hmm. um we're looking at you know getting some state film incentives and different things like that to aid in that would be helpful but so i have that a little dead and there's another film that i went i was a quarter finalist in the austin film festival and a quarter finalist in screen craft feature called jeff and zoe that i hope to make as well so that's that's kind of what i hope to have up next and then i have you know there's many more in the in the in the head that just <laughs> yeah, yeah. The paper yeah. yeah what is your it's process like uh when it comes to producers because that's always such a, a huge thing is uh, you, when you don't have connections in indie film. It's like, where where do we go? Because, you know, that's the crux of everything is who's financing this and how do we get the money for it? Yeah, you're not lying. If there's <laughs> yeah. someone out there yeah. that loves a little dead and would like to <laughs> finance the feature. <laughs> um no, that that is the crux. Um, you know, with repercussion, I did an Indiegogo and I raised ten thousand dollars. And I knew nobody in the industry. Like I said, I was just doing that. So that was like, whoa, okay. Um, and then I did some no budget ones. I think I made preservation for like a thousand dollars. And we were all like, let's have fun on, you know, three days and just have let's do this. Um, and then we literally didn't have a budget for the fisherman. Like we kind of gorilla did mm. it. Like he literally, literally, I don't know if you're supposed to say this, but he literally handed some pesos to the police to just like let us film in public. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um and so, uh, you know, for this one here, I said, you know, I really want to do this right. I want to pay the crew. I want to make sure this is done right. Yeah. So Mike uh, McDonald, the person who produced A Little Dead, said, I'll, I'll fund it. 
but I want, you know, I want this to be, you know, 100%. Like, I want this to be the best thing you've ever made. And I was like, all right. No pressure. So, <laughs> you're right. So he said, I said, what's the, what's the budget? And he said, $5,000. And I was like, okay. All right. So you start kind of start going. You're like, all right, that's $5,000 I, I didn't have before. Mm -hmm. So how do I make this into something? Uh, it ended up growing into 6,000. That's ended up what we, that's what we landed on. But I ended up calling in every favor I had. Like, you know, I got an Aria Alexa Mini. I got all the support gear and all that stuff for like literally 90% off. And that was because I had, you know, accumulated some some favors mm -hmm. and for people over the years. And I said, hey, I'm calling them all in. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the thing is, is, you know, I know people, I used to be this way. Oh, I'm going to save that favor for this feature, this huge thing I'm mm -hmm. doing. And the thing that I found are favors have expirations mm. you can hold on to a favor and you're like i'm gonna wait till this and then when you really need that favor it's gone mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. either it's been too long in my case like if i tried to use it today that particular person the purveyor of that camera is in boston right so he's not gonna fly that to oklahoma and go like yeah use my camera so that favor expired but i used it so it was, it was okay and i'm very grateful for that um so we called in all these favors to kind of make it in the price range that we could afford. And, uh, and then, you know, we had incredible people giving incredible discounts on their rates that believed and subscribed to the vision. But as far as, you know, finding that money, you know, in this way, it was a huge investment because Mike wants to become a more prolific producer. And he said, hey, I, I really would like to see what you can do. I really want to see how far a little deck can go. And so he believed in me mm -hmm. and that was amazing. And, it, you know, I, hopefully it opens further doors for, for me and for him and for the rest of the crew and the cast. Um, but, you know, for future stuff, like you said, it's so difficult to find those producers, to find the financing, to package your film. I've heard many times before, who's directing? Well, I want to direct. Who are you? Yeah. What have yeah. you done? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, do you have a script? Yeah, I got the script. Great. Who's your actor? You know, what's the name? Do yeah. you have the financing? You know, and I was told by, I had a meeting with uh, Gray Fredrickson. He was the producer of The Godfather. Uh, little known movie. And uh, I was like, hey, I want <laughs> you to produce this film. And uh, <laughs> here I am in there with Gray Fredrickson, the, the producer of The Godfather. I want you to produce my little indie. And, uh, and he's sitting there and he goes, have you packaged it? Who's your director? Who's your, where's your script? Do you have the financing? Who's your, who's your actor? What, what's it look like? You know, and this is just what it looks like. And so I have found personally, it, it's, it's, it's a long road to say, okay, you know, let's inch this forward by going to these film fe festivals and meeting different producers, meeting different actors, and, uh, you know, just putting yourself out there. Um, I've had to pound the boards like nobody else. Um, on a little dead, which I have never done before. Like I'll admit, like I did not put in that much work on my previous films um, to try to move that needle, and it's been, mm -hmm. I don't know, three hundred percent more work on this film than my previous ones. And you know, now we did get MovieWeb to write us. You know, we had a write up by MovieWeb about being in dances with films. We had a, a gentleman for Unseen Films. He was covering Tribeca and did a review on my film. It was the only film from Dances that he did a review with. So the, the programmers told me that. They said, Ben, this guy, he does, uh, you know, he, he's hired by Tribeca. He's not going to just do this. And I was like, well, I have one. What'd you do? 
I emailed them, <laughs> you know, but I mean, you know, I put out and I'm not exaggerating 77 emails for press and I got one response oh, geez, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and everything I read said, give them a reminder. So, you know, a week later I reminded them and another week I reminded them again and, you know, it was 76 emails and then someone else. And so 75 more emails and Fortunately, enough people started reviewing it that, like I said, like, well, you know, when MovieWeb did it, that's that's when we got some momentum because they had a lot of eyes on that. And we were we were very fortunate on that. But it I think it's just I don't think that we understand how much work goes into, you know, like, oh, wow, they made it this far. Not even all the way. Yeah. Like that amount of work we have to put it in. It goes behind the scenes. So, I mean, the amount of work that. PR firms do, or, you know, to me, I feel like I owe it to my casting crew. You know, thank you for subscribing to this vision that you didn't have to subscribe to. Thank you for giving of your talents, of your time and your expertise, and potentially are quite, you know, likely making up for my, you know, my shortcomings as a director. And so to me, it, it to me, I have a lot of personal, you know, I have to, I have to do this for them. I have to give them everything they gave to me and then some. And so that's very important to me. So that, mm -hmm. that drives me forward. Yeah. And it's, I think you hit on something too, where, you know, you were calling in all these favors and I think, you know, there's, there's so much to that, you know, I mean, being part of a film community is such a, 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 a can be a, such a positive thing and having friends and helping other people with their films and they're helping you with their films and with your films. And, and I feel like, you know, um, while there's certainly ha any community, I guess, could have its 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 uh, number of pretentious people in it. But I, I feel like, you know, being part of, of, of a community and having friends that do it and, and, and you know, all that, that cyclical kind of nature of helping one another, I think, is kind of uh, uh, so so important in, in, in our, at least our level of filmmaking, you know, because the, the people that we work with that are like, Hey, I'll do this for you because I, I believe in you and I believe in the film or whatever, you know, I don't think we would have made nearly as many films without that support. And, mm. and you can't garner that support by being a jerk or not caring about other people. And so like, that's, that's so important. And, 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 you know, trying to get done what we're trying to get done. Yeah, I, I think that it's important to keep the humility. And I, you know, when you get a little bit of a taste of success, you really, you see your true colors, right? Mm -hmm. you, the, the true you kind of bleeds through. And, you know, I'm really thankful. I can look back now and say this anyway. I'm really thankful that I didn't find success with like repercussion. Because I think I might have been a dick. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm I'm awesome. I wrote this movie so I could become a star, and then I did it. <laughs> uh, uh, but the universe was like, yeah, no, you didn't. <laughs> um, but it's been great because you know I've been able to learn those lessons, and you know now I think that I am equipped to 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 put credit where it's due and to uplift those around me. Like you said, like man. You know, this is such a collaborative industry. You know, this isn't, you know, and I'm not doggone on Michael Jordan, but Michael Jordan could basically score at will and win a championship, right? Or whatever. You know, there's certain sports or certain things that you know, you can really just take over and, and become that person. Mm -hmm. 
film, you, you truly have to have other people to help you collaborate with you and to, to really strengthen you. And so to me, it's, it's keeping that humility, working with you, with each other, like you said, and, you know, you don't always have to be the director. You don't always have to be the lead. You can be, uh, man, I, I ran sound, you know, like my, my little zoom six, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's not a flashy position. It was for, you know, a friend of mine making a film and, that's that's where you go, man. Yeah, this is great. I'm helping this person out, and now I want them to shine. And I feel like sometimes we lose that because it's easy to when you're like, cool, I'm I'm experiencing a little bit of success, and that's awesome. You want me to do what? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, but that also that you know, keeping keeping control of of one's ego. We all have ego. We're in this business, you know, so we all have ego to an extent. We actually talked about this last week about, you know, the whole thing that was going on with Olivia Wilde and, you know, and her film. And I thought like, you know, this is not 20 years ago with social media. If you are creating an uncomfortable set or you mistreat an actor, that can take you down in a lot of ways. Suddenly it's like, you know, I don't know if I want to work with this person anymore. And there's certainly, there's a massive imbalance. Obviously we talk about this a lot, like on what, uh, you know, her male counterpart could have gotten away with. And it's just like, oh, well, he's a mad genius. That's just how he is. You know, the old Russells of the world that can just scream in someone's face and be considered a genius. You know, as women in this business, you know, we, we're under the microscope. You can't make any mistakes, but, um, I was just so I was just so bummed by it because I was like, you know, the the scales are so uneven and if you're unprofessional, you're unprofessional and I'm going to call you out regardless of whether you're a fellow female in in this business, you can't do things like that. I mean, the fact that your actor is refusing to do press means that this was a clusterfuck of a film to be on <laughs> and it doesn't look good. It's a bad look and you know, do people, you, there'll always be people that work with you. Let's be honest. There's plenty of people in the business that'll continue to work with you. I mean, you know, James Franco and Shia LaBeouf still get work. I mean, regardless of their, their, you know, uh, uh, personalities in this business, but it's just, it makes it that much harder. And then also like, when did you stop, uh, acknowledging what it's like to be in this business, you know, as an actor with Olivia Wilde starting out as an actor, why on earth would you ever treat an actor that way? Or why would any, you know, any director, uh, you know, our thing is that I feel like everybody on set is important, right? You could have the best DP, but if your actors suck, then it'll look beautiful, right? But no one's really following the story. Um, If you mistreat your actors and they're not doing, like you need, there's nothing for your DP to actually record if your actors aren't doing their job. It's incredibly important that they're doing their job and you could be the best actor in the world. But if the DP isn't there, then there's nothing to actually (laughs) capture that. Right. We can't hear it. If we don't have a sound person, if there aren't people, if, if nobody's getting fed, they're all cranky and passing out. Right. So we need craft services. Like (laughs) Everybody's important on set and being able to drop that ego. I think it only makes a set better when people feel appreciated, you know? And that's why I say like, we may not be able to pay you your worth, but we did hit a point several years ago where it got harder to make films because everyone has to get paid. And how do I explain to my actor, who, by the way, has been has been invested in this longer than the sound person, mm-hmm. right? They've been in rehearsals. They've been preparing for this role, <laughs> character development. 
they don't just show up on that day and point their boom mic at something and leave. But how do I explain to them, well, I don't have money to pay you. Well, the sound person's getting paid, but I can't pay you. Well, the sound person has nothing to record <laughs> if I'm not here, you know? So everyone, you know, it's, again, I, I'm not that's able not to That's not a knock on you... sound people either. No, no. It, but, but that's just... You're but, paying them in exposure bucks. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just but go to that, your nearest store and spend those. Yeah. Exactly. We, you know, that that's the big, our biggest, 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 biggest uh, pitfall every time is finding sound people. It's mm-hmm. so hard because like somebody will run sound, but are you going to run it well? Right. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the difference when we go to film fest and I'm like, this looks beautiful. I can't hear it. The sound is off. This whole thing's ADR'd. Why is this ADR'd? What, ha- I mean, sometimes things happen, but it's just like this, it's killing the mood because it's ADR'd and you can tell this doesn't sound right. Um, yeah. And sometimes you do the best with what you can. And so it's like, I love well, sound good people. ADR, bad ADR. You know, there's the ADR where they all sound yes. like they're right here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, they're, don't get me wrong. They're 50 feet away. Why do they sound? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> they're outside. Why does it sound like there's no birds yeah. in existence when they're in a jungle? Like, what's going on? Um, yeah. I uh, I adore sound people, by the way. We always need them. Um, but it's it's crazy when you start going through it. You're like, okay, you go back to your, your the sound person you worked with who did great. And you're like, they're like, okay, I've raised my rates. We're like, all right, what is it? It's like, well, I'm 700 a day now. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, um, here's the problem. The whole budget's $5,000 and I have five actors that I have to pay. And if you're 700 a day and we're filming for three days... How is this ever going to happen? Um, and I would literally have to tell all my actors, none of you are getting paid. <laughs> you know? mm. um, and then like as an actor, how does that feel? Right. You know, like, yeah, uh, obviously I'm not appreciated here. If you're not even worried about paying me, it's like, why, why are certain people more important than others? And so that collaborative thing is, it's awesome. If somebody could say, yeah, look, my day rate 700, but I really like the script. I could do it for three. Yeah, but here's the thing: well, these are the only days to... I can do it. Like, okay, well, we got to work around that, right? Like, because we're getting a discount. Like, we'll work around that. But um, that's that's always that's been the toughest. Like, I mean, we're up we're up in like the the like I call it upstate because I'm from the city, so anything past the Bronx is upstate to us. But he's from here, and he's like, this is yeah. an upstate. We can get to the city in an hour. Come on. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but. You know, I, I've I've reached out to 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 sound people here, and they're like, "Well, my day rate's a thousand. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't have that. You know, like, right. what am I gonna do with that? And and we can't make anything if we can't hear it. You know, so, uh, you know, you I'll give you a cookie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, give you lots of cookies. Yeah, I mean that that is literally how we paid hugs and high fives. That's, that's how all... that's how we paid people in the beginning. You know, was that like. I catered and I've cooked most of my life. And so it's like, I can give you a five course meal and it worked for a long time. You know, people were like, yeah, yeah, cool. I'll do that. Uh, now it doesn't work so much, but, um, you know, you do what you can. And, and I, I love that, you know, you do that you do respect. And I think it's because you've been in all those parts that you could say like, no, I get what it's like to be here and yeah. I get what it's like to be here. Um, and I think that every, every director should act in something. Every director 100%. should act in something. Uh, how can you direct somebody if you don't know what it is to be that person and to be in that yeah. in that spot? Um, I think it. 
you know, we recently shot something for him that I had to be a, a DP for, and I'm not like a techie person at all. I was like, this is this is horrible. <laughs> like this, this is way harder than I thought it was going to be. The Just, red button is record. The red yeah. button's record, right? Um, <laughs> for me, it was also. I mean, granted, our slider is kind of horrible, and we do need a we need a new one. But just like, oh, it's not that, that bad. Well, it's not great, uh, especially on grass. If it's not a flat surface, like having to finesse it's a syrup dolly. It's a sh- okay. <laughs> Have you seen our yard? Yeah. <laughs> like uh, the crevasses there. Yeah. Um. So it's like trying to get <laughs> a smooth shot, and he's just like, yeah, just come around the shot, turn the camera a little bit, we'll be good. And I'm like, literally, like, you know, and having. Let's do it again. Wait, do it again. I think I could do that better. I think I could do that better. And I was like, oh, God, this is what it's like to be him when I'm like, listen, sir, we've done this take 17 times. It's done. You got it. You must have gotten it. And that insecurity, with all the experience he has, I was so like, he was one who kept saying to me, you got it. He'd go to the playback and he's like, it's good. And I'm like, you're lying to me because I'm your wife and yeah. you don't want to make me feel bad, but is that actually terrible? <laughs> He's like, You'll no, never know. It <laughs> looks good. <laughs> but I was so insecure in that, you know, and I can, I mean, I'll still want to hit him when he makes me do a, a take 17 times, but I get it. Like, I get why that happens, you know, because your monitor is just this big because we can't afford one that's this big and you're not quite sure if this is in focus because there's sun coming at you and... There's so many things that can that can alter that. Um, and so I, I do think it's important. I think everybody I think every actor should have to hold a boom mic. So you can understand when we say to you, stop doing that when you rustle your shirt like that, when you keep putting your hand here or, you know, you're making noise. Uh, we can hear that. We always do that to people on set where we're like, I want you to put these headphones on and hold this boom mic and go to the other side of the room. And they're like, I could hear you chewing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Stop doing that. Everyone don't know chewing. I don't want any gum on set. I don't want to hear anything. Your phone, that vibrating sound, we hear that from 10 feet away. We can hear that in your pocket. Like it's important for you to not do that. Um, so I, yeah, it's, it's definitely been an experience and, uh, uh, to say, you know, I, I think uh, your film is still in the, it's still screening, correct? Yes, still screening. We uh, we just screened uh, this past Friday at Norman Film Festival, which is a local Oklahoma film festival. Mm-hmm. We screen again twice here in the next couple of weeks in other Oklahoma film festivals. And then uh, we have Rhode Island and some other ones. But uh, there's one I can't announce yet. It's another big one. And that's coming up in the next few months as well. So we do, we do have some Nice. Some more screenings coming up. So great. Well, great. we really enjoyed watching the film. We are looking forward to see what you do next, and uh, you know, hopefully, we'll have you back on for the next project. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Good meeting you. You as well. Bye. That was Ben Richardson. Um, we had some really interesting convo afterwards. Actually, yes, we do we this did. a lot, and we heard a really saucy story that we can't share with you, but I'm going to be telling it forever. Yeah. <laughs> so just uh, you know, hit us up. In the DMs. We'll tell you in the DMs. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Ben. We won't do that. Um, So I don't don't know. Well, we, um, by the time this airs, we will have come back from our film fest. So Mm -hmm. um, So the next episode, yeah, we'll tune in on on what that was like. Hopefully a wonderful experience. Hopefully a bunch of- Yay, we won. A bunch of awards for you for (laughs) VFX. Yay. No. Anything's possible. Do you think that somebody's going to have 
like a really like VFX heavy film. Sure, I wonder. Why not? I wonder. Yeah, I possible. have to go through the. I don't think in our our block though. Definitely not. I don't know. It doesn't mean anything. Sometimes, if it's not VFX heavy, doesn't mean that that's. You well, know. ours isn't. I mean, there's VFX, but it's not like massive. It's like toned mm. down, but it is part of a lot of it. Um, there's also a documentary playing in our block. You know, I love me a doc. Sure do. But it is like gives us a very short time to actually eat dinner and then make it to the ceremony. So yeah. I may not we may not like catch that whole thing. My apologies now to those filmmakers for potentially mm. having to walk out of your film. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Actually, no. When this airs, we will have walked out of that film. <laughs> so, right. I'm sorry if we walked out of your film. Um, but I was so hungry. And the the time, like, our block is, like, five to eight. So it's, yeah. like, there's no time for dindins there. Yeah. And then right we in, have right to get dinner, dinner we have schedule. to get to the Alamo Draft House at nine. So it's like I gotta eat. Listen, your girls gotta eat. I get cranky. First as First of all, just the fact that we're out and about at nine o'clock at night is like, what. Yeah. Normally, we've been in our pajamas for three hours yeah. at that point. Yeah. You know, I'm already like I'm on my nighttime bowl of cereal. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm. It's okay. It doesn't count as calories if I eat a bowl of cereal at nine o'clock. That's right. Uh, that's normally what we'd be doing at nine p.m. So the fact that we'll be out, it's not even over. That's getting to the ceremony at nine p.m. God knows when we'll get out of there. Yeah. This is like we're just adulting a lot. Yeah. Uh, or adulted a lot. Again, this is past tense. Mm -hmm. This is this is this is why we don't like to record too far ahead. Yeah. We d usually don't go further than a week. Yeah, I don't understand. Which is rare. I, I don't understand when people like bank episodes months ahead. I'm like, you know how many things have happened <laughs> like or changed? I don't know. It's not how we roll. No. Nope. Anyway, we thank him for being on. His movie is not available, obviously, yet because it's still in the, running we'll around. Links the to all so we'll stuff. have links to everything. You could follow him. So when, when it is Trailers available, you can there. see it. Or maybe um, it's. See if it's playing locally. Yeah, if it's playing locally where you are, that would be even better. And go support that. And go support your local filmmakers, damn it. Yes. Shout out. Mograph. Mograph. Love all you guys. Yeah, Thanks for do. listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.